This. I don't know which way around it is. This is on the left side. The funny football show. Somebody come and took the stairs away. Now we are with our arms in the balcony, in the fourth floor. Truth be told, with Liverpool's total and utter dominance this season, it's been a little bit of a mission for the other clubs to find even the smallest piece of glory or tiniest glimpse of bragging rights they can find. They've had to take advantage of small victories like winning streaks against opposition or most passes in a game or I've even seen some people claiming that there's merit in winning the Carabao Cup. I know. Anyway, potentially there was a small nugget for Southampton this weekend as Shane Long became the first ever player, maybe, to score a Premier League goal with his bell end. Which does leave me with the slightly difficult task of trying to avoid making any inevitable cock-slash-long gags on the podcast this week. And if the case is that he did score a goal with his penis, am I able to avoid making the inevitable cock-long gag on this week's podcast? Yeah, turns out I am. Which makes me a bigger man than Gary Lineker. <clears throat> I do wonder, though, if you score a goal with your member... Does that still count as heading the ball? Mm-hmm. Some football fans, however, are determined to keep the league as interesting as possible and are prepared to go to any lengths to do so. That's not a knob gag, that one. Dear Jurgen Klopp, my name is Dara. I am 10 years old. I support Man United and the reason I'm, I'm writing is to complain. Liverpool are winning too many games. Being a United fan, that is very sad. So the next time Liverpool play, please make them lose. You're sincerely Dara. He's got a squeakier voice than Jamie Carragher, that lad. I don't understand. I've never understood it. Most of the time, such an appeal would fall on deaf ears and end up in a waste paper bin. But that does not take into account what an annoyingly, skin-crawlingly nice man Jurgen Klopp actually is. Because he went to the effort of writing back to little Dara, saying... On this occasion, I cannot grant your request because it is my job to do everything I can to help Liverpool to win, as there are millions of people around the world who want that to happen. Come on, Jürgen. Don't give me any of that will-of-the-people bullshit. If it's truly a democracy, I think we can find a load more people that don't want Liverpool to win the league rather than do. However, Jürgen Klopp went on. Although our clubs are great rivals, we also share a great respect for one another. This, to me, is what football is about. Oh, it's just really difficult to dislike Jurgen Klopp. Annoying. Although for me, this doesn't just prove what a nice guy Jurgen Klopp is, it also proves that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is also too nice to be Manchester United football manager. And yes, he's not directly involved in this story, but do you think if maybe, say, Roy Keane was in charge of Manchester United, this would be the end of things? Nope, he'd already have Dara tied up in the Old Trafford boot room and he'd be writing a new, stronger-worded letter to the Liverpool boss as we speak. Dear Jürgen, you better lose to Crystal Palace or the team gets it. You know what? Even Jose Mourinho, I think, probably had enough of a winner's instinct to at least take the kid's pet rabbit hostage until Klopp agreed to his demands because that would be typically unhinged Jose Mourinho behaviour. And that's what we love about Jose, right? He is certified batshit 
crazy. And a whole load of that batshit craziness is currently on show at Tottenham Hotspur, where the special one's special first season seems to be falling down around his ears. Normally, Jose's first season at any club is the one. It's when he wins the trophies before promptly imploding, having arguments with everyone and trying to burn the club down to the ground. And the chances of him having that special season have been greatly reduced by injuries to first-team choices Harry Kane and then Son Heung-ming. And the pressure might be a little bit too much for Jose, whose press conferences of late have been even more off the wall than we've come to expect. When we arrived, we were in the um, minus 12 floor. We got the stairs and we start climbing. OK. But immediately in the beginning, the stairs, they broke. OK, I'll stay with this. I don't get it, but I'll stay with it. So we were in trouble. We found a way. We started climbing. Lots of work, lots of effort. And when we are arriving on the fourth floor... Why, why the fourth floor? Now we have two options. One is to give up and fall and normally die because it's the fourth floor. Another way is to fight with what we have. No stairs, but arms. Two options? Are they the only op- Does anyone know what the fuck he's talking about? Mm-hmm. I have absolutely no idea what Jose was talking about, but I do know this. If he ever gives up football and is looking for a new career, then house building should be at the bottom of his list. What kind of house has 12 floors underground, unless it's some kind of secret government building or an evil genius's lair? In fact, I bet Jose's house does have 12 floors underground. Plus, he really should have thought about putting in a lift, because no one wants to walk 12 floors underground to get your washing out the tumble dryer. But even if you forget all that, for God's sake, what did you build the stairs out of that they all broke? Paper? Straw? Whatever fragile material Harry Kane's ankles are made of? Ah! Dion Dublin would have hated it. I mean, there is a man who loves a staircase. There's your stairs going to the bedroom. Stairs just there going up to the bedroom. There are your stairs going up to the bedrooms. He was, of course, talking about the injuries to Kane and Son, which has not only given Jose the thing he loves more than anything else. What? Himself? Good point. Which has not only given Jose the thing he loves second most above everything else. A bloody lovely excuse. But it has also given him the opportunity to roll out as many tortured analogies as he bloody well likes. And here's another. This is our, our situation. It's like to go to a fight with a gun without bullets. So we did what we could do. No wonder football hooliganism isn't what it once was, eh? Turning up to a gunfight without any bullets? Novice behaviour. I kind of get what he's talking about on this one, actually. He's left his favourite bullets at home in Kane and Son, but if he just reached into his pocket, he might find a young, hungry bullet. A bullet full of international experience. A bullet who is one of the hottest prospects in football right now. Just there in the chamber. Or the Premier League. Ah, fuck. These analogies are hard, aren't they? Either way, he could end up playing the very highly rated 21-year-old Dylan Parrott up front. (laughs) Oh, Jose playing a young player. That's the best joke I've ever written for this show. (sighs) Seriously, though, Jose has lost it. But he's still making more sense than Steve Bruce, who seemingly mistook a journalist in his most recent Newcastle press conference for a waitress at the team hotel. How did you play then, Steve? 
How's the bacon, did you say? Yeah, that's right, Steve. The Associated Press don't want to know about Newcastle's poor run of form or the inability of record signing Jolington to score a goal or your tactical inflexibility. What they are really interested in is how your breakfast was. Maybe after he's answered that, he can tell us if he arranges his sausages into a little defensive wall on the plate to prevent the bean juice seeping all over the toast and making it soggy. Come to think of it, it's probably a little bit advanced in terms of tactics where Steve Bruce is concerned. That is it from On The Left Side, the latest funny football show. Please make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. There'll be a button however you listen to podcasts. There's a subscribe button on Apple Podcasts. There's a follow button on Spotify. Everything's got its own thing to press. So make sure you press it. I'll see you next time for another dose of football funny. Bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye. On The Left Side is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson. 